Hello, this is Roger Schaus, and this is Jumpstart Rewind. This is part of our Heaven Bound podcast family. Jumpstart number 2221. This month, we're looking at jumpstarts from the book of Deuteronomy. This is first written in the year 2018. Deuteronomy 20, verse 8. Then the officers shall speak further to the people and say, Who is afraid and faint-hearted? Let him depart and return to his house, so that he might not make his brother's hearts melt like his heart. Our verse today comes from the battle plan that Israel was to follow. They were going to be outnumbered and have fewer horses and chariots, but they would have the Lord. The Lord was fighting for Israel. They were to offer terms of peace before engaging in battle. If peace was not an option, they were to go in with full force and slaughter all the males. Women and children and spoils would all belong to Israel. There was a series of four exemptions that would allow a man to go home and not fight. These were having bought a new home that was not dedicated, having a new vineyard that was not harvested, being engaged, and being afraid. Our verse today focuses upon that last exemption, being afraid. Notice something about this. First, God recognized that it's easier to discourage than it is to encourage. Those afraid were sent home. They were sent home so they would not spread fear among the rest of the troops. God did not say, play so scared alongside the bravest, and perhaps he'll find courage and be strong. No, God said, send those afraid home. In the New Testament, the faint-hearted were to be encouraged. But we see what can happen from discouragement. One complainer, one sour grape, one bitter soul, that's all it takes to turn the tide of everyone else. Everyone can be content and doing just fine until they start listening to that one person who has little faith. One by one, everyone begins to have doubts and fears. Before long, the whole place lacks faith and a dark cloud of gloom and doom prevails. God's solution was to isolate those who were afraid from the soldiers who were going to fight. Send the scared ones home. Second, God saw the need to take care of the whole by sending the scared home. There are times that we so focus upon the one that we overlook the whole. In the area of discipline, Paul told the Corinthians that a little leaven leavens the whole lump. Undisciplined, sin in the camp, spreading gossip and rumors, fear running rampant can change an entire army or an entire congregation. We understand the principle of leaving 99 sheep and looking for the one lost sheep. However, we often do not understand the reverse of that principle. The one heartless sheep can destroy the spirit of the entire flock. So often elders pour all their energy and effort into trying to get a few members to make up their minds if they want to be Christians or not. And so doing, the rest of the flock loses momentum, direction, and vision. Those that want to march to Zion need to be led. Those who can't make up their mind if they want to be worldly or Christians need to own up to their faith, make a commitment. There are times when the baby adults, when the babies are too much like that. We need to help the weak and encourage the faint-hearted. But there are times we must recognize that they are old enough to be married, have a job, and pay a mortgage. They ought to be able to decide whether or not they want to walk with Jesus. We hold up progress, waiting on those who are flirting with the world, who are not serious about their faith. Prayer, studies, conversations are all necessary, but after a while, it's time to think about the flock and move onward with the Lord. Those scared soldiers, they were sent home. Third, God didn't wait for the scared to become brave. They were sent home. They were not sent to a special camp to learn to be brave. They were not sent home with a handful of pamphlets to read. They weren't sent to counselors. They were sent home. 
I expect this is somewhat embarrassing. Others went home because they had reasons. They had bought a new house. They had a vineyard that needed to be harvested. They had just gotten engaged. And the reasons that they were sent home in this case is that they were simply scared. And because of that, Israel was marching on in battle, and the scared ones went home. God promised to be with those in battle. The battle would be the Lord's. Yet the reality of the war was that some of Israel would die. There was going to be bloodshed. Not everyone was going to make it home alive. The priests were to proclaim, do not be faint-hearted. Do not be afraid or panic or tremble before the enemy. Yet those same words, some would be afraid. God did not force those who were scared to fight. He did not put off battles waiting for the fearful to get their courage. He sent them home and Israel marched onward in the battle against their enemies. Home, safe, while his brothers were fighting the enemy. You can imagine the hard time dealing with this. Why are you here and not in a battle with others, someone might say. You didn't buy a house. You don't have a vineyard. You're not engaged. You should be fighting. Why have you come home? And the only answer was, I am afraid. And all those centuries later, we can hear that reply again today. Afraid? Don't you think others are scared? Where's your faith? Don't you believe in God? And with that, the scared soldier would hang his head, close the door to his house, and probably cry. It would take a long time to get rid of that label of being scared. Fear will keep us from speaking out. Fear will make us avoid the tough conversations that ought to take place. Fear ought to keep one from serving uh, from as a shepherd. Instead, he will not do that. It takes courage and backbone to lead. The fearful follow, and usually at a distance. Leaders lead. Fear keeps us at home. Fear will only do what others seem to be safe. Fear will cause a person to blend in rather than stand out. Fear will not challenge others. Fear hides. Finally, we need to recognize the wisdom of God in putting distance between the faithful and the faithless. I wonder if we get this. We hang around with friends, and they do not lift up our spirits. They do not strengthen our hearts. We are weaker because of that. Because someone in the family, we give them a pass to be a discouragement in our lives. They complain. They gripe. They say ugly things about Jesus. We sit among them and too often encourage such talk. We need to put some distance between us and those who are not walking with God, those who are faithful and those who are faithless. It always seems easier to go downhill than it is to go uphill. That's true when you're walking, riding a bike, or spiritually. The fearful were sent home. Today, the fearful are invited to our homes. And when they leave, we too have become discouraged and our hearts have melted. Why do we do this? Because they are friends? Because they are family? Send the faithless home. Surround yourself with spiritual giants. You need believers in your life. You need brave spiritual comrades in your life. You need folks who trust in the Lord and want to follow his ways. Go home, you who are afraid. Most armies would not have followed that rule of sending home the scared ones. Sometimes a fearful run, and when they're caught, they're jailed for desertion. I think men, I think about men like my dad, fresh out of high school and off to places he'd never heard of before to fight in what we now call a world war. Fear was there, but so was patriotism and honor and doing the right thing. Going home was not an option, not until the job was finished. May we all have that kind of faith in the Lord to stand, to speak, and to be courageous. When the call of the battle sounds, may we fight the good fight and finish the course. Go home because you're afraid is a terrible message. Where is your faith? Where is your heart? We will not go home until the job is finished. Thank you so much for listening.